0: Thanks for leaving that slide up. I needed that. Good. All right. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Once again, like I said, it's not a presentation or a performance. We're a church family. And I really, you know, Christmas time is about family. So I really wanted us to feel like family this morning. And, and I don't know, I, I know there are just traditions all over the place on, on Christmas, things you do and eat and, and participate with, and, and those things are wonderful. You, you look through Scripture, and God even has traditions that, that he puts in place. You know what's really cool about all of God's traditions, or at least most of them? They involve food. I, I mean, that's pretty cool. And um, but you know I I wanted us to feel like a family this morning we're the family of God and in our home on Christmas day when we come together and we're celebrating um, you know we start by opening up God's word We read the Christmas story, the long version of it even, you know, and and we reflect on that and we pray. We remember that the greatest gift was Jesus Christ himself to the world as as we engage in that wonderful family celebration. So I am really glad that on a Christmas morning, I mean, Personally, I would love this to be a tradition, even if it wasn't Sunday, but I don't know if that would really fly, but I think it's a great way to start a Christmas morning coming together as the family of God, his kids, to to just worship and celebrate him. I, I think that's a great way, and I am so glad that you guys have decided to adapt whatever traditions and customs you have today to come together. And be a family. So I'm gonna sit, I'm not gonna preach today. I am just gonna I'm gonna share some things that God has just put on my heart as as I have I have just been reading through the 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 Christmas narrative of Scripture. And I say scripture because the Scripture narrative is part of the Old Testament, New Testament. It's it's wonderful. God was planning for this. And I want to share my heart with you. So far, uh, the last two times we've gotten together in preparation for Christmas, we've we've looked at two things so far. Last Sunday, we started out looking at the shepherds and considering God as our shepherd and, and Jesus, that Christ child, coming as our good shepherd. Last night we reflected on sheep, and uh, if you were here, you remembered, not all sheep are cute and cuddly. Um, there's, there's some rough ones out there, and, and we, we reflected the sheep that were wandering and straying that the Good Shepherd came to. This morning, as we reflect on and focus on that Christ child, I want us to remember Him as the Lamb. To remember Him as the Lamb. Last night, we we looked at, just briefly, those, those words of John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, in John chapter 1, verse 29, says this, The next day, John saw Jesus coming get this when he saw Jesus he said look some translations say behold anytime you see behold it just means hey look at this look the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world what a profound statement What an amazing thing for for John to say about Jesus Christ. The Lamb. The Lamb. You you see, people in Jesus' day would have been very accustomed, very very familiar with, with the statement of a Lamb. It's... It's a reference to sacrifice. They would have understood that that a lamb would be sacrificed, its blood would be shed for the, the temporary covering of their sin. They would do this often and They needed to do this often because, well, man was, well, we do a lot of sin. We're kind of those ugly sheep. The lamb that would be sacrificed had to be one that was spotless. They would look, they would watch, they would observe without blemish, no sickness or or ailments, no broken bones, none of that, they would look for that lamb, and when they found that perfect lamb, well, it would be that lamb that would be chosen for sacrifice. Most of these lambs, if not all of them, would actually come from Oh, little town of Bethlehem. A lot of shepherds there and a lot of sheep. It was close by to Jerusalem where, where the temple was, where, where the sacrifices would take place. And, and most speculate that it would be from the area of Bethlehem that the Passover lamb, the lamb that would be sacrificed for for the nation of Israel. That Passover lamb would be chosen and come from Bethlehem. You know, it's interesting, if you do a, a study on Bethlehem, did you know that it, it, it simply means the house of bread? It's interesting that God would choose the house of bread to send the bread of life to mankind. From out of Bethlehem would be one who would be born the bread of life. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Today we're, we're going to partake of, of the 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 bread and the cup together as a family. I, I want that that image to be there when we do. But the shepherds that would be watching all those sheep would be looking for that lamb. I think it's interesting that the night that Jesus was born, that He sent the shepherds to go find the Lamb of God. Isn't that just a beautiful I mean, when you cut who could write this stuff? I mean, only God could orchestrate such a beautiful narrative and a beautiful picture of who His Son was. But God knew. God knew who His Son was. And He understood that the Lamb of God would one day shed His blood for your sin and mine. And those shepherds would, would find that, that precious Lamb whose blood would cover our sin. Such a beautiful thing as we consider this, this Lamb of God that would, would come to the world to save you and I, I, I want to read a, a different portion of the, the Christmas narrative. It actually occurs eight days later. We often skip through this part of the narrative Because, you know, we we love the part of, hey, there's no room in the inn, go to the barn. And and the shepherds, you know, ah! And the angel's like, hey, he's here. We love that part. We love the aspect of of sharing the, the news that the Messiah had come. Glory to God in the highest peace on earth that's that's what we we typically look at but but today this morning as we consider the lamb of god we're gonna look just a little bit later please turn with me in your bibles to the gospel of luke i'm sure you're you're getting accustomed to where that is by now and beginning of verse 21 says eight days later when the baby was circumcised he was named everybody say it together jesus We're going to talk about that name in just a bit he was named jesus the name given to him by the angel even before he was conceived do you remember that this was not the idea of mary and joseph In fact, if you want, turn to Matthew or look on the screen here. But Matthew chapter 1 says this, And she will have a son. This is the angel. He's declaring the coming of the Messiah, God's son. He says, And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sin. You know, it's interesting. The people at that time needed saving from quite a bit. Oh, they needed saved from this and this. I mean, Rome was doing stuff. They were were in all sorts of trouble. There was a lot of things they could have used saved from. But Jesus was coming to save them from one particular thing. Their sin. The narrative in Luke, turn back to chapter 2, we'll begin at verse 25. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. How cool it would have been to be Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, O Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light. To reveal God to the nations. And he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary, the baby's mother. This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall. And many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God. But many will oppose him. As a result. The deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your very soul. What difficult words to hear. Jesus. jesus mary and joseph didn't pick that name god himself decided the boy's name which is actually fitting because typically do you know who named the child the father that was the father's responsibility and if you remember joseph well he was the stepdad god was the father God chose the name that that baby boy would be named. Jesus. Yeshua. It's it's the Greek form. Remember everybody was was now speaking Greek thanks to Alexander the Great. And so Jesus was the Greek form of the name Joshua. A little shortened version there. But but the name Joshua or Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. How cool is that? What's your name? Yahweh is salvation. Man, to go around declaring that with your name. To be Jesus and declare that his whole life. And God's like, this is the name for my boy. Yahweh is salvation. I I love that. Of all the names God could have chose, He chose a name that from His very birth declared the purpose of His Son coming. Behold. Look. Jesus. The Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world. What, what a statement. In Him, as John points to Him, in Him you will find salvation. I find it interesting as Simeon is holding this baby, I, I wonder how he held jesus i mean can you imagine being simeon being told that you would you would see the messiah by the way christ is that that greek form of the hebrew word messiah christ was not jesus's last name it it was it was his it was his title jesus the christ Jesus, the promised one that would come, the Messiah. So Yahweh is salvation, the Messiah. I mean, how cool is that? And they would go and they would declare His name and His title, and yet still people wouldn't get it. But I love as he holds that baby. I, I've had, you know, as a pastor, you get some cool opportunities. And, and I've been invited to be there after babies are born. They're so cute. And it's so nice because you can give them back with, to the parents when they start crying. But I, I imagine Simeon as he held that baby... As he looked into the face of Jesus. What emotion must have just flowed through him. I mean it says that he praised God. I I, I can't even imagine his tone or excitement or his exuberance. I mean picture a child who has received the, the gift they have longed for. Multiplied as he looks and says wow. Did you hear his words? I've seen, not your son, but your salvation. The one who would come to save us all. And he says, as you promised. As your word had said. God, all these years we've been waiting all these years we've been looking, anticipating with, with joy and, and expectation and here he is. you promised us and here it is your salvation Wow. Nathan shared that that, that passage Micah declared. Remember Micah 5.2. But you, O Bethlehem, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. The Messiah. He's coming through you. Get ready. Isaiah, oh, he would declare the Messiah. It's interesting, he would declare him as a lamb afflicted. Remember last night we looked at, Kevin read for us, verse 7 he was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was like a lamb. see that to the slaughter and as a sheep is silent before it shears he did not open his mouth god's word had promised one who would come he would be afflicted we read through the psalms oh david wrote psalm after psalm declaring the promised messiah And as we would read through those, we would see His suffering. We would see His death. We would see His majesty. And you look at the Old Testament time and time again. And the Messiah had been promised. And and here, Simeon holds the baby and goes, Oh, your salvation. God as you had promised. Thank you. It's interesting, Simeon, like so many in Israel, would have been looking for the Messiah for Israel. To save Israel, there was a promise. But you know that promise went further back than even Abraham. It went all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And he declares your salvation, not for just Israel, but for all nations. Did you see that? This is your salvation for all the nations. And Mary and Joseph are going, whoa. How? What is he going to do? All nations would see his light. We talked about the light that even you and I get to share and and. and Let shine for the nation around us. As we send out missionaries, the nations of the world. The Gentiles. And the glory of Israel. Think about the promises that God had given to His people. And they could celebrate in the appearing of their Messiah. I mean, this is rejoicing to the next level. But Joseph and Mary, as they hear these words, they're they're perplexed and amazed. I wonder how they would ponder and marvel at, at those words and to hear about the suffering and anguish that their son, God's son, would go through. Why would the Son of God go through so much anguish? Why would God do that? Poor Mary. Her heart would be pierced. I can't even imagine the burden, the grief of her heart that day as she watched her son. The very Son of God, the perfect Lamb of God without blemish, as He willingly gave His life for you and I. Oh, how that must have pierced her heart. But He would be rejected. He would suffer. Isaiah talked about that. This was not a surprise. Simeon, as he is declaring this, this about this child, as God is, is giving him those words, he, he declares the truth of what the Messiah will endure. Why? Because there would be a gift. A gift of salvation given to all. It would be received by some. It would be rejected by some. This time of year we understand gifts, don't we? As as Jesus would bring His gift of salvation as the Lamb of God, He would extend that gift to all. To you, to me to those who've gone before us, to those who will come. He extended it to all, that Christmas gift. That Christmas gift. No doubt you've already probably exchanged gifts this, this Christmas season already to some extent. And, and you know, there's, there's joy in gift giving, isn't there? There's, there's joy. And there's joy on both. There's joy to receive. And there's joy to be the one in extending and giving the gift. Both bring joy. Think about it. Jesus, as, as that first Christmas, he was wrapped not in glossy paper. Not in a blanket of gold. He was wrapped in cloths, but nonetheless he was wrapped. Oh, what a beautiful gift. John would would record the words of Jesus as Jesus would share about that gift. John three to sixteen, for this is how God loved the world. He gave. He gave His one and only Son. Whoever, or sorry, so that, there's so many different translations, so that, everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. God gave. God gave. You, you wonder why it's so joyous to give, because when you and I give, we are reflecting, we are emulating our very Heavenly Father. Our God is a giving God. Think about that. When we give, we are being like Him. But you can't outgive Him. The gift of salvation was a joy for Christ. I'm not saying he enjoyed the cross. I'm not saying he liked or wanted Calvary. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way, Hebrews 12 too, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. There was something after the cross that allowed him with joy to endure it. Disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Do you know what he was looking towards? He was looking ahead to your salvation and mine, to those who would take the gift that he had given and they would receive it and they would receive it with joy. Oh, that brought Jesus joy as he looked to Calvary. 2 Corinthians says he died for everyone. So that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. We have a new reason to live. A new purpose. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised, are you ready, for them. That's why he faced it with joy. It was for them that he had joy. Those who would receive and receive life and light. Oh what joy he had with the thought of you taking that gift that he so preciously wrapped up and receiving it. Today we gather as a family. We we remember the Christ child in a manger. Lifted up by Simeon, declared salvation for all. and we rejoice over that gift. We rejoice over the gift of salvation. Romans 6:23 says, "For the wages of sin is death." That's where we were heading. But Christ, the Lamb of God, took that death so that He could offer a gift. But the free gift, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ. Jesus, our Lord. In the Messiah, Yahweh saves our Lord what a beautiful powerful statement i'm going to ask the men who are going to help with with communion to come and have a seat here this morning we're going to remember as a family and you know communion is we we do it in 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 a way that you know it's 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 not a meal oh i hope you guys are having more of a meal than this today but, but communion was a time when the family would gather together. And there the, the head of the household would, would break the bread. And, and as they would, they would, they would remind the family of what Jesus did. The bread of life that was given to you and I there would be remembrance there would be talk there would be prayer and they would remember that as a family my prayer is that you remember that today as families as you as you remember Christ that you'll remember the bread of life and then there would be the cup And they would actually pass that around. We're not going to do that. That's, you know, some people kind of get, but But they would pass it around the family. They would pass it around there, and they would drink from it. And as they would, they would remember the blood of the Lamb of God that had to be shed for your sin and mine. And they would converse about this. They would talk about this. I pray that as we remember today in communion, it won't be just a a snippet that we take and, and forget, but we would remember this as we go about our celebrations today. I would encourage you, whatever celebrations you have going, to invite Jesus to His party. Let him be a part of that and celebrate him. We were instructed by Christ himself to remember him in this way. The bread, the bread was given as a picture of his body. By the way, the bread in the center there is gluten-free for those who need. I'm going to ask the men to go ahead and serve that. As, and then we'll wait so we can partake together of the bread. But you know, pictures are Good. They're a wonderful reminder, aren't they? I mean, think about the many pictures that you have in your home today. Somewhere you have a gift that's probably wrapped. I want you to picture the baby Jesus wrapped and given for you. You have lights that are probably on a tree, a window, or a house, or in the yard. And remember the picture of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. So many pictures that we have. This next week we're going to probably get snow. And it's going to cover everything with a blanket of white think about what Christ did allowing the sin that we had to be covered to wash our sin white as snow what a beautiful thing pictures are good for us to remember when we see them we remember we reflect don't we And we have the bread. That body. Mary would understand soon the body of her son broken for the world. Broken for her. Her sin. Your sin. My sin. It's good to remember, to look back. I want to lead us in prayer as we remember the body of our Savior, our Messiah, our Christ. As He was broken for you and I. Let me ask a blessing on the bread. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for sending your Son in person. As a good shepherd, he would lay down his life, allow his body to be broken and beaten. As the prophet Isaiah would would declare. our sin God this morning as we focus on your son that Christ child in the manger and we celebrate his birth we also remember why he was born God as we come to the bread and remember we thank you thank you for sending your son for us We ask this blessing in Jesus' name. Oh, what a name. Amen. Shall we partake together? I love the picture of the cup. It would be something that that God's body would be broken and beaten for us. But oh, as the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Family, do do you realize what He did when He shed His blood? There you go, gentlemen. He shed His blood, that Lamb, for your sin. The very God who would set the price, the cost of sin, understood that one day His beloved Son would pay that cost with his own blood think about that I find it interesting in the Old Testament the first time the word love is ever mentioned in the scripture is between a father and a son God told Abraham take your son your son whom you love and sacrifice him. You know the story. Abraham was obedient, had faith, but God provided a substitute. The very first time we ever hear love mentioned in the New Testament, it's between a father and his son at the baptism of Jesus, God looks down and says, this is my son whom I love. Think about that. And the son whom he loves came to be sacrificed. But that day at Calvary, there was no Substitution given because the very Son of God was the substitute Lamb. He was the one. The one that God loved. Who had shed His blood as a substitute for you, and me the death our sin deserved was taken on him And with the cup we remember that the lamb of God shedding his blood for you and me let's ask a blessing heavenly father Ah. Oh, We get to call you father. We get to be your children gathering today as a family because your son took our place. Because your son shed his blood as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Oh God, as we remember this morning, we thank you. Thank you for giving, for saving in the way we needed to be saved. Thank you for your son. God, we ask a blessing on this cup as we remember. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we partake together? You know, we get to remember one more thing this morning. Because God's word says, as often as you do this, I want you to remember the promise. The promise that I gave you. I came once, just as I promised. He goes, I want you to remember that I will come again. And as we sang in so many of the songs this morning, when He comes, it will be as King. Let's stand together as we close our service and one more song as we sing together as the family of God.